Welcome to Word on the Block, the series that takes a deeper dive into the topics we cover right here on Forecast News. I'm Editor-in-Chief Angie Lau, and today we take a closer look at blockchain and cryptocurrency potential in the Middle East. Now, in Egypt, there are now talks about rules to regulate cryptocurrency. That's a far cry from the fatwa issued last year that forbade cryptocurrency under Islamic law. Over in the UAE, well, it set a goal to adopt blockchain for at least half of all government transactions by 2021. And now, Central Bank of Bahrain has issued a regulatory license to a cryptocurrency exchange. Blockchain in both government and commercial enterprise is expanding in the Middle East like never before. Let's find out why. Right now, I'd like to welcome Joseph Delago. He's CEO and co-founder of Rain, the first cryptocurrency exchange to get regulatory license from Central Bank of Bahrain. It's the first of its kind in the Middle East. And Joseph and Rain are making a bet that cryptocurrency is an asset class that's only going to grow around the world and especially in the Middle East. So thanks, Joseph, for joining us today. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for having, having me. Joseph, you've, you've been building there in Bahrain for the past three and a half years. You relocated from Chicago, San Francisco, and then in Bahrain. Why the Middle East? What are the dynamics there that makes it uniquely interesting for you? Yeah, great question. So... I'd say there are two main things. Uh, one, uh, we're really excited about the Middle East, and we think it's a, a really progressive region that is uh, making huge strides in the area of technology and finance. And two, uh, the business partners. Uh, we found uh, re- two really incredible business partners in the Middle East. And my long-term business partner and I, uh, as well as our two partners in the Middle East, came together, uh, worked really well together, we're really excited about the space and really passionate about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. And the four of us were just really excited about the region. Uh, we felt like it was really underserved in the cryptocurrency space. And we've been working the last uh, three years to just really be- bring cryptocurrency uh, to the Middle East in a big way. Well, you're right. I mean, when you think about cryptocurrency and blockchain, you don't necessarily think about Middle East. Um, predominantly, that action is taking place in the U.S., Europe, and in Asia. Um, but increasingly, it's happening in Africa and the Middle East. Why the Middle East, though? What are the demands of that region that make it really uh, interesting for cryptocurrency and interesting for blockchain projects? What is the political, the economic environment right now that, that needs this technology? Absolutely. So there are actually a lot of strong parallels between the Middle East and the ethos of cryptocurrency. So uh, just to dig in, we can talk about the country of Bahrain specifically for a moment. Uh, So Bahrain is historically a financial hub in the region, and it's largely considered the Islamic finance hub of the world. It's got some 400 financial institutions in its borders. So the regulators here are very good at regulating uh, financial institutions. They understand how these businesses work uh, and they understand how to put the proper controls on these types of businesses for consumer safety and also for the uh, the maximum amount of benefit uh, to society. 
and also to serve the the region as well. A lot of the banks in Bahrain serve a number of different countries uh, within the Middle East. So it's just uh, finance in general is just a well understood industry uh, in Bahrain. And uh, I guess one last point is that the the people of Bahrain are uh, very well educated with finance. A lot of people work at banks and work at financial institutions. Um, so it's uh, it's a great group of talent when it comes to uh, to starting a cryptocurrency exchange. So to zoom out uh, to the region and at large, uh, you have a very mobile penetrated region. Uh, you have a very young uh, demographic. Uh, I'm, I'm forgetting the exact stats right now, but if you look up the, the amount of people under 30 in the mi Middle East, it's actually quite high. Uh, and it's a very, uh, an internet friendly uh, society. A lot of people use Instagram for not only per personal reasons, but for business reasons as well. Uh, a lot of people have adopted uh, YouTube and influencers are really large in the Middle East. So it's a very internet centric culture. And it's, and it's also uh, very progressive. Uh, the Middle East historically has been a huge uh, contributor to the oil industry in the world. Uh, and the Middle East at large is looking for a lot of new industries to invest uh, time and money in. Uh, so if you look at uh, all the regions in the world, I'd say Middle East is, is one of the most progressive in terms of looking at new technologies and trying to adopt uh, new industries. So there's a lot of excitement about new industries in the Middle East, specifically uh, the, the cryptocurrency industry in our case. Well, to your point, Saudi Arabia's uh, Saudi Vision 2030 is a re-envisioning exercise for the entire nation. And of course, we know it includes plans to integrate blockchain technology into its national policy. Do you see more aptitude and excitement for blockchain projects as a result of this? And is that expanding not only from Saudi Arabia and its vision for 2030, but also as it ripples out into the rest of the region? Definitely. So I, I kind of want to kind of hone in on the specific part of the industry that our company focuses on. Mm -hmm. So we uh, there's this industry has gotten you know quite large, and there's a lot of different things that people are working on, all mm -hmm. kind of under the same umbrella. Um, and we our company likes to be very explicit on you know what our focus is and what we're trying to do. Uh, so we really uh, were excited about this industry from uh, from the early days back in 2013 about the the use of this technology as money and we're we're s still very focused on making uh, that possible and that reality happen uh, and starting with uh, starting with Bitcoin and then we've seen a lot of other great projects as well that uh, that all serve to attempt to use this technology as money. And we still, the, the dream of a, a global, decentralized, fast, near-free form of money still isn't, uh, doesn't exist today. Mm -hmm. uh, so our company, along with a lot of other companies in the world, are still trying to make that dream happen, uh, an internet of money, if you will. Um, so when we talk about blockchain, we just like to be very 
focused on what uh, this industry means to us and what we're working on. And we've worked the last uh, three years with the Central Bank of Bahrain uh, to create, uh, help create regulation around uh, around that this industry and that cause. Well, tell us a little bit more about Rain as a cryptocurrency exchange. Is it very different from other exchanges? And if so, how? Yeah, so it uh, it absolutely is, and it isn't at the same time. And I'll I'll explain the different uh, different aspects of it. So I would say that uh, in the ways that it's the same, it provides a similar function to large companies like Coinbase and Kraken and Gemini and Bitstamp, in that it allows people to access cryptocurrency in some cases for the first time. You can go onto our web or mobile applications. You can sign up for the service, uh, fund your account using a bank or local payment methods uh, like Knet. You can uh, you can then purchase uh, Bitcoin or, or other cryptocurrencies as well, and and also store that cryptocurrency. So in in that sense, it provides a lot of this, uh, the same functionality as uh, as other cryptocurrency exchanges worldwide. So that's how we're the same. Uh, how we're different is we're ultra focused on the Middle East as a market. Uh, we're completely localized to Arabic. We make sure to support all of the local payment schemes. We're, we'll be adding uh, other languages in the future and localizing the product with other languages. Uh, we accept uh, Arabic uh, identification documents as well as provide really good Arabic support. And we we just know this market really well. And we're, we stand to improve on the competition on every measurable vector, really. The fact that we since the beginning, we've gone the trusted regulated route means that over time, we'll adopt the, the best partners, the best banking partners, the best payment processing partners, will be able to we're providing the the best customer support we really take pride in the design and user experience of our products so we we spend a lot of time just improving our products and capturing user feedback and information uh with with regard to our products and uh in addition to that we have the best prices in the region we've We've uh, made the correct partnerships to be able to obtain uh, obtain the best pricing and the best fees as well in the Middle East. So how, how are you we're, doing we're that? proud of. So uh, some of it's a little bit of a secret sauce on on our end, um, but uh, at the end of the day, we just can can purchase uh, cryptocurrency for the uh, in, in the least expensive ways that are available. Um, Via, via the industry today. What's the market potential from customers in the Middle East providing liquidity to a cryptocurrency asset class? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that we, we don't really know for sure. Uh, we are taking a bet that it's quite large. And, you know, given the fact that there are 500 million uh, people in the Middle East and uh, the the economic 
part that that a lot of these countries play in, in the world economy uh we we believe that it's a it's a really great opportunity and what's more important for us is that uh, as we mentioned earlier we really felt you know going into this mission that the middle east was really underserved in the market in the us europe and china you have these really big exchanges that have good user experience have good uh banking partners and have have really filled a great need you know our well designed products uh in the middle east we we felt like there was a big gap to uh to be filled i want to get back to the saudi vision 2030 because it does in my mind correlate to uh, the enthusiasm for crypto, because at the end of the day, if a lot of these blockchain projects potentially uh, might rise and create a utility token, they will need a market. That market might exist in the Middle East if people are more interested in it. Are you creating a platform potentially for future blockchain projects that are being birthed out of the Middle East, maybe some utility tokens? Uh, to provide um, a platform in which they can either raise money or have access to liquidity. Any thoughts about that? Yeah, I'd say that I I want to totally accept the fact that, you know, in 10 years, uh, developments could happen that we don't yet understand or, or haven't planned for. Um, but but at least for right now, you know, we're really focused on the most trusted, regulated uh, cryptocurrencies that are generally uh, used for uh, for storing value, as opposed to uh, ICOs or things of uh, or, or different assets of that nature. Uh, and there are really large exchanges like Binance uh, that that already fill that need really well for. Uh, for smaller projects like ICOs to be able to to raise money, and uh, and we don't really feel the need to to fill that gap. So we and the fact that we're regulated also means that we're held to a much higher standard about the cryptocurrencies we can list. Mm-hmm. So we're not trying to be the exchange that is listing you know thousands of different tokens. We're trying to be the exchange that lists a few amount of trusted, reputable cryptocurrencies that stand to provide long-term value to our customers. And so it really sounds like this is a tr- it, this is about cryptocurrencies that already uh, are a mainstay, high liquidity, high volume already internationally, um, and viewing this as an asset class, as you said, money, a digital asset. Um, and I want to bring it back to the Central Bank of Bahrain. How are they thinking about crypto as an asset class and why do they want to participate in it? And how do they see the future of crypto as it sits alongside the future of the Central Bank of Bahrain? Absolutely. So we met with the Central Bank of Bahrain in early 2017. We thought the meeting was going to be about an hour. It ended up being three hours long. We thought there were only going to be a few people in the meeting. It ended up being 26 of some of the highest ranking executives in the Central Bank of Bahrain. Mm -hmm. So we received a really great reception from them. It's very clear to me at this point that the Central Bank of Bahrain is really interested in in innovating. 
Mm -hmm. uh, in their own words, you know, Bahrain is a small country. Uh, and in order to, in order to compete globally, they need to move quickly and they need to adopt uh, progressive and new technologies uh, as, as they're, they're proven globally. So I think that they're, they're very excited about uh, not only the cryptocurrency space, but also any new progressive industry that, that stands to create a lot of benefit to the world. And they've been, uh, uh, yeah, they've been, been just really receptive to learning more about the industry and helping us uh, launch this exchange uh, in Bahrain. You know, globally, we're watching monetary policy from around the world. Um, and, you know, there really seems to be uh, a, a thought that at least one central bank, if not more, uh, will launch its own central bank-backed cryptocurrency. Has that ever been a conversation out of the Middle East? Has that been something that Bahrain is even thinking about? That that has not been a conversation with Bahrain specifically. UAE and Saudi uh, both have had talks about uh, that type of, of technology, but uh, but Bahrain has has not released any uh, conversations around that. Politically, are you seeing that conversation increase and intensify in the Middle East? And, and why do you suppose that is? Um, I, I wouldn't say we've seen it increase. It's definitely been mentioned uh, mm -hmm. a number of times. And I, I would expect a, a pilot to come out in the next year or two. But so far, we haven't seen uh, a, an, an implementation of that type of technology yet. Now you started in 2013. You're you're a guy from uh, Iowa, from the the Midwest, and now you're in the Middle East. I guess it's a really kind of poetic <laughs> journey for you. From uh, um, from Iowa to Manama. <laughs> you said very well said. Very well said. I mean, you take a look at what's happening in the U.S. right, and you see a lot of the uh, the regulators from the from CFTC to um, SEC, um, from the state level to the federal level, and it seems very fragmented. Um, and then there you are in Bahrain, there you are in the Middle East. How would you describe the, the regulatory environment there and the, the understanding of crypto and digital assets and blockchain? Yeah, I think that the regulators in the region have definitely taken a, a wait and see approach. Uh, in Bahrain, they've definitely been a lot more proactive. And as historical context, Bahrain was the first country to adopt the internet. They were the first country to bring Uber uh, to the Middle East. Uh, they were the first country to bring uh, telecom and uh, telephone lines to the Middle East. So they're historically a very progressive country. And uh, the the rest sides, the rest of the region, I would say, is definitely taking a wait and see approach. I think that there are uh, different initiatives that they're focusing their time on, and cryptocurrency is still very much uh, growing, still very much in its infancy uh, in our understanding of the technology and how it's going to impact the world. So I would say that uh, that Bahrain is definitely the trailblazer. And then I'd also point out that the ADGM and in, in uh, in the UAE has also come out up with uh, a legal framework around 
cryptocurrency exchanges as well. So that's also uh, that's also very exciting uh, movement on the regulatory front. You ask the average person on the street there, um, what is the real world perception of cryptocurrency in their lives? Are they using it in stores, in business transactions? What's their perception or are they viewing it as a store of value? Definitely. So I think you would get if you as I mentioned, you know, I feel like this technology is still very much in its infancy, even though it's mm-hmm. been you know, 10 years. I, I look at it very much as an infrastructural technology uh, similar to the Internet or similar to telecom, where it's going to take, you know, potentially decades uh, for it to to really, uh, really create a lot of benefit and be used for everyday purposes in the world. Um, but that being said, to answer your question, I would say that some people wouldn't understand it. Uh, everyone has probably heard of it at this point globally. Uh, uh, the great majority of people, I would say, they've had exposure to Bitcoin. It's it's very rare that I talk to someone these days that hasn't heard of Bitcoin or cryptocurrency. Uh, I would say that there's a chance that they don't quite fully understand what it is yet uh, and understand the idea of, uh, of a global decentralized currency. And... But I, I think we're making uh, we're making a lot of progress, and I think that the people who are using it, who do understand it, and may either own a small bit of cryptocurrency or plan on owning it, I would say that they're very much uh, using it either as a store of value or for speculative purposes. And the way I like to look at those two is they're kind of two sides of the same coin. Um, if you're speculating on something then chances are you're not, you don't have the idea that it's going to go down uh, in the near term future. So if you're speculating on something and you th- you're holding it for a long time, that's just another way of saying that you believe in its future value and it's a good store of value because as we all know, something that loses value over time isn't a good store of value. So I think uh, those are two sides of the same coin. And a lot of people uh, think that it's being used for speculative purposes right now. But I think that it could just you could make an argument that just as equally uh, just as the same number of people are using it for uh, a store of value as well. And uh, and it stands to be a much, in my opinion, a, a much better store of value than a lot of other assets in the world. Well, you're also making a, a very big bet as well. You're you're basing your energy and and your vision and you're basing your team out of Bahrain. Uh, What's the product roadmap? When can we see rain to market for the Middle East, for that part of the world? And what do you think the potential could be in terms of the role of the Middle East to provide liquidity for a global cryptocurrency market? Definitely. So, uh, so yeah, the two parts of that question are, uh, when will Rain be launched? Mm-hmm. And that, uh, and we're already launched as of last week. Uh, we received the regulatory approval from the Central Bank of Bahrain. Uh, so we've now gone fully public and you can sign up for Rain at rain.bh. And we, yeah, we support Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, and, and XRP, and you can also access us via the web as well as both on ios and android Mm -hmm. so you can uh people can absolutely use us today and then secondly 
the the part that the Middle East plays in the global cryptocurrency community and economy. We really think that the Middle East could be a big part of of that community over the long run, and that's that's really our big uh, our big bet. And it's just we feel that the region has been underserved in the past, and given a good way to. Access cryptocurrency. We think that it's going to be it's going to play a lot, large part in uh, in the growing cryptocurrency economy. Well, that was that was extremely uh, insightful as to what's happening not only in Bahrain but across the region there. And good luck to you, Joseph, uh, who is building his business, his the first cryptocurrency exchange in the Middle East. Thank you, Joseph, for joining us. That was so enlightening and and insightful of you to share exactly what's happening in the Middle East and the potential of uh, that region in the entire industry. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on this latest episode of Word on the Block right here on Forecast News. I'm Editor-in-Chief Angie Lau. Until the next time. 